What's up, Breakies? Welcome to The Breakdown. And if you're here, you already know what time it is. It's time to take a break, break out your Bible so we can get into the Word of God. You ready? Let's go. What's up, Breakies? Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown with me, Denara. <laughs> I'm excited that y'all are here and just get your Bibles. Break out your Bibles and take a break to read the Word of God. This is about to be great. For those of you who have never listened to The Breakdown before, um, what The Breakdown is, is where I, Denara, have read something in the Bible that I thought was interesting or a story that was really cool or a verse that I was like, oh, I need to share this. And typically I get excited and I want to just share it with my friends and just call Sierra or, or Trell or Troy or my cousin Kia. Hey, y'all, by the way, I just shouted all y'all out. Um, <laughs> but this time I thought about it and God's like, well, you could share it with more people. And I'm like, how do I share with more people? And it's like, Put it on a podcast. And so I said, okay, I'm going to put it on the podcast. And so what I will do is I will just break it down in what I like to call the Denaris translation. And so I just kind of tell the story and then I go into a little bit of life applications. So how does this apply to us? Because I don't think that we should ever open the word and not have the expectation to be able to apply something. So we need to be asking the Holy Spirit, like, what do you want to reveal to me through this? Or what can I learn from this? And so that's what the breakdown is about. Um, you'll hear me say a lot of times, like, go read it or look it up because I forgot. And I'll tell you guys that the reason why that happens is because I don't have notes when I'm doing this. I'm literally doing this off the top of the dome. I've done my studying. I've done my reading. I've done my commentaries and all of those things. And now I just want to talk about it. And so when I'm talking to my friends, I don't typically have notes. So we're going to call the breakies, which are the people who listen to the breakdown. Y'all are my friends. And so I'm going to talk to y'all about this story like I'm talking to my friends. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to tell you guys another reason why I don't use my notes when it comes to the breakdown. Um, it's because I am blind. And so if you don't know that, now you know that. And I use screen reading software. And in order for me to go through my notes and use my screen reading software and record this, I feel like it would have too many bumps in the road. Whereas when I just talk to you off the top of the dome, I can just get it out and it'll be there. And I don't have to worry about going back and running around and all that. So I'm excited today. I'm excited to talk to you guys about what I want to talk to y'all about. Because I read this chapter so many times because I was like, what? I don't really get why they would have it like that. But, <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be good. So if you do have your Bible or your Bible app or your tablet with your Bible app on it or Google, whatever you have, just go ahead and read 1 Kings 13. And then when you come back, We'll break it down. So press pause on this. Read First Kings chapter 13, the whole chapter, and then come back and listen. When you press play again, I'll be break, break down. Okay, sorry. I'm so corny. <laughs> but when you come back, I'll be breaking it down. 
Okay, so boom, this is what happened. So there's a man of God coming from Judah to Bethel. And he's supposed to go to Bethel and, and prophesy to this altar. Um, and King Jeroboam is at this altar right now, about to burn some incense in honor of some false God. Okay. And it's just crazy, y'all. King Jeroboam, just read, read, read the book of Kings. Okay. Read first and second Kings, but King Jeroboam is, is featured in, uh, I don't want to say featured. <laughs> That's such a, that ain't the word I want to use. He's, he's written about in, in first Kings. So, um, go ahead and, and, and read that in your spare time. Cause it is pretty good. The whole Bible is pretty good. Great book suggested, um, to everybody added to your read must read list. But anyway, so King Jeroboam is here at this altar and he is burning, um, incense. And so the man of God comes in and he's like altar. Cause he's prophesying to the altar. He's like, there's a King that's going to come named Josiah and Josiah is going to burn the bones of past false prophets on you. And that's awesome because that's the power of prophecy and the word of God, because he was prophesying something that was to happen over 300 years later. So King Josiah um, is of the lineage of King David of the tribe of Judah. And he will in the far future, I mean, I already read it, but in the far future, he's going to be like, uh-uh, we got to get rid of all of this stuff that's worshiping all this. And part of that is going to be burning the bones of um, the dead um, false prophets and stuff. And um, and the elders that were like over the places that were, they were worshiping false gods. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I had to take a pause there real quick and just give y'all a little history, a little historical. But anyway, so let me keep going. So what happens is um, he's prophesying to the altar and he says, and the sign that this prophecy is true is going to be that you altar are going to break in half and the ashes are going to come spill out of the middle, basically. And so King Jeroboam's like, what? Mm. <laughs> Seize him. So he throws his arm out. I just threw my arm out. I don't know. I don't know, like y'all can see me or something, but he's like, seize him. And his arm immediately gets paralyzed. And as that is happening, guess what happens? The altar breaks in half and the ashes are falling out of the middle or whatever in the crack. So it's like, man, what? God's prophecies come true. So I'm thinking if it was you or me, right, we would be like, all right, okay, like, I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to serve your God because clearly your God out here real. He doing something. And King Jeroboam did not say that. He did not want to change his ways. He said, uh, can you pray to your God to heal my arm before you go? <laughs> so um, the prophet prays and his arm gets healed. And that just made me think of us because sometimes we just want what we want from God. We don't want to change our ways. But go and give me those blessings, though. Right. We don't want to do what we're supposed to do, but go and give me that new car. But go and give me that job I've been praying for. Go and give me that husband. Go and give me that money. I'm looking for an unexpected check. Like we look for all of these handouts, all of these things from God, even healing, deliverance. We look for all that from God, but we still want to live the same life and continue to do the mess that we was doing before. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back into the story. So. <laughs> so King Jeroboam gets his arm gets healed because the man of God prays and says, okay, I'll pray to my God. And so he did. And so now King Jeroboam's like, oh, okay, well, thank you. You want to come over to my house and eat? And I'll give you some gifts. And so the man of God is like, nope, can't do it. 
God told me to come here, say what I had to say. Don't eat nothing. Don't drink nothing. Don't tarry. I got to go and go back to um, Judah, but I have to go a different way from the way that I came. And so that's what I'm going to do. So King Jeroboam's like, all right, bet. So dude leaves um, and he's just headed out. He's going his own little way. And I guess some people heard it. And they went and told their dad some, it didn't say, I don't think it said how many sons. I'm not sure of how many sons there were, but these sons, these brothers went and told their dad, they're like, dad, you will never guess what happened. And so they're telling them what happened. And their dad is a prophet. I think it referred to him as an older prophet in like the NLT version. And so they go in there, tell their dad, he's like, what, that's what happened. So they tell him the whole rundown and he's like, oh, which way did he go? And so they tell him which way he went and he tells them, okay, saddle my donkey and I'm going to go holler at him. So the old prophet man, he pulls up on the man of God, right? He pulls up on the donkey. What's up, bro? You the dude that was over there at, um, at the altar talking to King Jeroboam and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, that's me. Or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you come over here and get something to eat? I know you hungry. I know you probably, you know, you've been out here all day. You came all the way from Judah. (laughs) And the man is like, nope, can't do it. I can't eat or drink here. God just told me to come here, say what I had to say and leave a different way from the way I came. Basically, the same thing he told King Jeroboam. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, maybe the man's trying to be nice, you know, make sure that he's got food. But I really don't know why he would do this. But anyway, let me keep going. So the man, the old man prophet, he's like, oh, well, an angel of the Lord, he's lying. Let me tell you all that. So he lied. He's like an angel of the Lord came to me and told me to come get you and tell you to come to my house and get something to eat. And so this man is like, oh, all right. So he gets up and he goes. And they're eating, you know, they probably hanging out. He probably didn't got his feet washed. He probably just kicking it over there. And then the prophet, the old man prophet gets a real word from God now. And so the real word is telling him to tell the man of God that he's going to die basically because he was disobedient. You were not to eat in this place. And I was like, man, God, why he couldn't eat? Like he was traveling. But honestly, y'all like with the stuff that was going on with the false, the worship of the false gods and all that, like that place was unclean. And we got to be careful, like where are we eating? We got to be careful about the things that we are ingesting, right? Because we be so hyped to really just like engage with people, especially over food. We're like, you want to go to dinner or whatever? And you just consuming things, right? Let's just talk about consumption in the spirit, right? List the things you listen to, the things you eat, the people you talk to, what you hang around, all of that stuff can, can dirty your temple up. I think I talked about the temple being dirty and I'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about that a lot because that's important. We have to keep our, our lives well-maintained. We have to keep our spirits well-maintained And that means that we can't just ingest anything. I can't just eat anything. I can't just watch any show. I can't just read any book. I can't just listen to any song. I can't just hang around any crowd because I'm called to a higher standard than that. I'm called to eat clean. I'm called to eat good. And uh, baby, they weren't eating good over there in the spirit because they had all of these false gods and all these things that they were doing. I think Jeroboam had then erected like golden calves at those altars. And it's like, come on, Jeroboam, like do better. But anyway, (laughs) back to the story. So the man of God tells, no, not the man of God, the prophet of God, the old man, prophet of God tells the man of God that 
he got a visit from an angel and the angel said, come over there and eat. So he goes over there and he eats. And while he is talking, like I said earlier, I'm just repeating it again. God sends a vision to the old man prophet because he's actually really is a prophet. I just still don't understand why he lied. But anyway, he actually really is a prophet. And so God tells him to tell the man of God, okay, well, basically pretty much you going to die because you were disobedient. I told you not to eat with these people. I told you not to sup. I told you not to fellowship with them and you did it anyway. And so the man of God is probably like, dang, it doesn't really say what he said, but I'm assuming he was like, man, like, but God, I thought it was you. But anyway, let me keep on going. So what happens is the old man prophet um, gets the man of God a donkey, saddles him up and he heads out. But on the way he gets mauled by a lion well, killed by a lion. I'll say it like that. He gets killed by a lion. And so he's on the side of the road. The lion's there. The donkey's there. And the man is just dead there. And I thought that that was strange because why didn't the lion eat him? And why didn't the lion eat the donkey? Like the lion killed him, but he kind of stayed there to protect his body. And I just thought that that was kind of interesting because that's what it is given. It's given... I'm just here so don't nobody mess with this body until, you know, somebody come gets it. Like, it's given God is intentional about the way he sets things up is what it's given for me. But anyway, so uh, somebody comes and tells the old man prophet. He's like, old man prophet, yo, I think your boy out here. He said somebody's dead out there. So the old man prophet goes and he said, it's got to be the man of God. And so it ends up that it is the man of God. And so the old man prophet he has his um kids help him get the body and they take the body and they bury it in the tomb where the old man prophet's family will be buried and I guess he's going to be sharing the tomb because he said he told his sons he said when I die lay my body next to the man of God and he basically was saying like this is this was definitely a man of God because God's word came to pass and he was like man Y'all better take heed for the things that he said because he was really a man of God. And so now that that was a break in the story. Let's go back to Jeroboam. Just so y'all know, Jeroboam did not change his ways at all. Okay, man of God came. He saw the signs. Man of God died and everything. Jeroboam, still Jeroboam. Still continuing to worship false gods and just be selfish. Um, And so how does this relate to us? There are so many things, but the one thing that I want to talk about is obedience and distraction. So when you think about what happened, um, he had he had solid direction from God. God told him what to do. He told him what to say. He told him how to head home. He told him he had he knew what he was supposed to do. And then the man came and he was a man of God. Of course, he was he said, I'm a prophet as well. You know, and this is what the angel came and told me. First of all, I told you God told me something and you tell me that an angel told you something, baby, I'm going with God. Okay. Because God is the ultimate. Okay. And his word will not return to him. Boy, he's the boss of the angel. But anyway, I think for us, a lot of times we get, um, we know what we're supposed to do, but the other option seems better. Like I can know wholeheartedly like, oh, God told me to 
do this or the Bible says I shouldn't do this or just within my heart, maybe haven't even came across something in the Bible about a certain thing. But I can just know like we know right from wrong. And a lot of times we choose the opposite of what we should do because it's going to make us feel better. And I feel like this man, he probably was tired, right, because he was supposed to be heading home, but he was sitting under a tree. So that to me says that maybe he was like, well, let me rest up. You know, because I've been walking all day and then oof, having to deal with Jeroboam on psychopath. So I'm well out. Who child well out? He probably said. <laughs> and so he sat down under that tree and was resting. And you know how your mind worked, man. I just, I just got God. Can I just get a sandwich? Like, or can I just get a water? You know, like us. He's like, man, God, can I just get a husband? I know you say they that wait up on the Lord, but I just want one now. Or man, God, can I just get, um, can I just get the quick fix? Because I've been waiting for six months and I'm and I'm still having this back pain, or I'm still having these headaches. Or man, God, these people at this job getting on my nerves. Can you just help me win the lottery? <laughs> And don't ask me no questions about winning the lottery and this gambling scene because I have no idea. I'm just using the illustrations here, okay? Um, but so you think about that and you think about, you know, just the desires of his heart at this time or what, what he was really in need of. And you think about even the enemy and think about the Bible and when Jesus was in the wilderness and coming out and the enemy, the enemy was like, I know you're hungry. <laughs> why don't you turn these stones into bread? And Jesus is like, a man can't live off bread alone. But anyway, I digress. Um, the man is over here and he's hungry. And so the man comes and he's like, why don't you just come back and eat? Like, I'm a man of God. I got this word. And this man ain't got a whole other word from God, but he gets up and he follows him. He gets up and he goes and he eats with this man in this, in this place that is unclean, in this place that God literally directed you not to eat. And you went and you saw the sacrifices that were going down. You saw the, the altar. You saw what was going on over there. You saw the incense. Maybe they weren't no sacrifices, but you saw the incense being burned. You saw all of those things and you still went with it. And I can remember so many times where I saw things, right? God made me aware of things or I was in situations and, and knew that I probably should leave or knew that I should go home. And I just stuck around in the foolishness, knowing that God was telling me like, you need to go. And I'm like, God, just wait, you know, we hanging out, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and God is like three hours later and I'm like dang I should have left why didn't I leave something crazy end up happening or anything of that nature and so I'm not saying that our disobedience will lead to death like in a death in a casket way but I am saying that separation from God is is death right it's death to our spirit um when we don't have that connection and I feel like the more we act in disobedience the more we don't follow what God is telling us to follow, the more of that relationship we lose. And that is worse than, that's the worst thing, God. I, I don't ever want to lose my relationship with you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, my relationship with God, our relationships with God should be the most important relationships that we have. I feel like learning how to be in love with God and learning how to let God love me has been the best decision I've ever made. And so I would never want to separate from that, y'all. So don't be over here eating at these people's houses, supping with people, having dinner with people. <laughs> 
that God is telling you not to be around or if God has told you to do something, just obey. Don't be like the man of God, okay? He And he probably didn't even mean no harm. He probably was like, oh, well, he said he a man of God too, so I'm going to, you know, and we can't take everything at face value because people say things, right? The enemy is a trickster. That's his whole thing. He's like just out here seeking whom he may devour, right? And so he might send something that looked like the real, but it's a counterfeit, okay? You know, you didn't probably just deal with a couple counterfeits, especially in Dayton, boy. They be counterfeitish. Okay, do you hear me? So we got to be mindful of that and we got to stick to what God told us to do. Okay, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be spiritually dead. I don't want to be separate from God. And I'm just grateful for having the knowledge, having the word of God to go to and know what to do and what and what not to do in most cases. And when I don't know what to do and what not to do, I know to go to God. And I think that that's how we should be, y'all. We can't allow the enemy to trick us into kicking it with him in so many words. That's how I want to say it. Don't get caught up in disobedience. Do what God said do. Do what God said do. That's all he had to do. All he had to do was do what God said do. And he was standing firm in it for a minute, but he he broke it. <laughs> he was like, whew, all right, I'm going to go. No, don't go. Do what God said do. Don't go. Okay, y'all? Don't go. Do what God said do. All right. This has been the breakdown. Thank you guys for listening. I can't wait until the next time we speak. It's going to be amazing. If you did not read 1 Kings chapter 13, as I instructed you before, please take some time to read it this week. As a matter of fact, read the whole Bible. It's a great book. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Denara. Another episode of the breakdown in the books. I definitely appreciate you guys for listening, for coming through, for pulling up on your girl. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me at D-A-N-A-R-A-R-E-N-E-E at gmail.com. That is Renee at gmail.com. Until next time. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen.